Shit. <laughs> Hello, people of the world. <laughs> this isn't going to be edited, by the way. Keep it up. So, hey guys, I most of you guys know me as Manager Ty, um, but I'm Tyler Bray, and this is actually going to be my very first podcast. I don't know if you know that, oh, but wow. my very first podcast on my channel. I'm honored. Yes. yes. So we have right here. I'll let you guys introduce your, yourselves, but uh, these are very close and dear people to me and my company, the Trailer Parts Outlet. So you want to introduce yourself? I'm Caitlin um, with the Trailer Parts Outlet, president of the Trailer Parts Outlet. Thank you, Tyler. Um, <laughs> um, I have a three-year-old girl and a one one and a half-year-old boy. Um, they're crazy as all get out. Um, the girls start in preschool soon. Um, really, that's all about me. Uh, I have a pit bull and a weenie dog. And so. a husband, don't forget. <laughs> I mean, come on, poor Trevor. He's part of the family, I guess. Um, a very helpful husband. Very appreciative of that. He likes to cook and do all the cooking. So that that's my, my jam there because I don't like to cook. But um, yeah, I couldn't do anything, most of the things without him, so... I'm Lacey. Uh, I am VP of Sales and Revenue at the Trailer Parts Outlet. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> um, so I run the sales team and the e-com team. Um, I started out with the e-com team, um, just being over everything e-com and then moved into over all of sales and all of revenue. So it's been a great experience. Um, I have two daughters. One is two, one is four, and one on the way. So a uh, little boy on the way. So we're really excited about that. And um, also a wonderful, helpful husband. <laughs> we can't forget about them. The so they are both being very, very modest and humble. So Caitlin also is an entrepreneur in her own right and an investor of many different things. Um, you run a restaurant as well as many other endeavors in the past. And then Lacey, you are leading a uh, nonprofit organization and also have another company of your own. Yes, right? Waterproof Wallet Company. Yes. So you do much more than just run a family and have this amazing position. <laughs> in this company. All we think about is family. Yeah. Yes, no, family is super important. <laughs> yes, like that's our identity, right? <laughs> what we have here are two very star players in my company. The president of my company, Caitlin, and also the director or now new chief of sales and revenue, right? So that's e-commerce and all of that good stuff. But Caitlin and Lacey also do, I don't know if you guys can see it from over there, but women in the trailer industry, you guys have your own podcast now yeah. as part of the Trailer Parts outlet about being women in the trailer industry. And I think that is just absolutely so awesome because the trailer industry is a male-dominated industry. Yeah. And not only male-dominated, but a white male-dominated industry. So I do want to just tell me a little bit about how you feel about and what you guys have talked about in the women in the trailer industry and what it feels like to be in such high level positions in a trailer business in a very non-female dominated industry. Well, there's a lot to unpack there. So um, I guess I'll start with how we came about on the podcast. I don't really even know. Um, it was a point. middle of the night uh, yeah. text that we had between each other. Where and maybe uh, Kiefer, right? Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> You know, we really wanted to bring something something to people that would bring value, but also talk about leadership, the struggles that you have as a mom, mm -hmm. as a woman in this industry, the challenges we face and how we've overcome those challenges to be in the positions we are. 
Um, as far as the second question, how we've, you know, uh, meshed in the male-dominated industry, I mean, for me, it's just been connections. I think a lot of it is imposter syndrome. You know, when I'm here at the NATDA, no one, no one looks at you differently. Like, I've right. never had an experience where someone looked down on, on me uh, for being a woman. They actually have, um, well, at least this show have, like, um, congratulated it. They are super excited for everything, and they think it's a great thing to touch on, a great thing to speak on. And so it's really opened my eyes to a lot, like, you know, just how you view yourself in the industry um, compared to your male counterparts and how you think they view you, you know, but they actually may think, well, damn, they got it together. You know, they may not be thinking anything, you know, but, um, it's definitely interesting from the technical side of it, learning, learning all the skills you do have to know, you know, sometimes your male counterparts are more knowledgeable in the mechanical and mm -hmm. technical sides of it. So I just think it's been interesting overall to run the podcast and to make those connections. Yeah. And I think, knowledge is key, right? So people that talk to you on the phone, they may be kind of leery at first about like, oh, this is a woman talking to you. But as soon as you know, you can definitely let somebody know that you know what you're talking about really quick in a conversation. And once that happens, they're like, okay, well, you know, this is fine. But um, we kind of just came together to do this just to really to elevate women who um, are in a leadership position or not, or moms that are trying to make it through. We even talk to moms who stay at home, um, just to tell them like, you can go after your dreams. You can do this. And the trailer industry is not the only industry that's male dominated. Right. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of industries that are male dominated that women are trying to find their place and actually balance work and home life and raise their babies and be successful. And you can do all those things. And that's just kind of what we're here to do is yeah. encourage and to relate to those women and let them know you can do this. That's, that's amazing. And so on, on that note, what do you think that, you know, even my viewers or people in the industry, what do you think they could do to help women in any industry? Hmm. That's a good question. How can you help women in any industry um well like i said for this show it's been just like that um sense of not accolade but i can't even think of the word right now but like you're doing a good job right mm -hmm. like i think just that coming from, acknowledgement yeah acknowledgement i think just that coming from them meant a lot you know um i guess females are more sensitive to <laughs> things like that maybe you know sometimes males are um trailblazers like Juan who just <laughs> doesn't really care. They're just going to do it, you know? Mm -hmm. And then a woman's sitting there thinking like, what they think about me? How'd they think it? Why'd they think it? Kind of okay. seeking recognition at some, at, on some degree or level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Which, it's providing that support. And I think that Karen and NATDA in general oh, has done yes. an amazing job of helping and providing that platform for us. And so I think that's what we can generally do to help is mm -hmm. like giving that platform, mm -hmm. you know, watching and supporting from even afar, yes. right? That helps, right? Providing those good comments and, just that, hey, you did a good job. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And not even that we need that all the time, um, but just to be equals in the, in the industry. To to be, um, we we have our strengths, men have their strengths, and if you mesh that together, you have a good working company. So, mm. men do have strengths. No. <laughs> I was looking at our narrator, Kiefer, over there. We were trying to talk with our eyes, but it didn't work. Lacey, you were yeah. like, men have their strengths? <laughs> He, he guides us along, so uh, sorry about that. Um, 
But yeah, back on track. <laughs> back on track. I also want to talk about imposter syndrome. Yeah. Like that is such a relevant thing because starting my business at 14, I had a lot of that as well. And because, uh, you know, Jim, my stepdad had helped me, I always thought to myself, like, did, was I the one who did this? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did I truly do this or was it because I was just blessed with super opportunity and luck and yada, yada, yada. But I mean, I started this business with a thousand dollars in the back of like selling parts online. Right. And so I feel like I had to fight through a lot of imposter syndrome. And I feel like to a certain extent, you guys do, too. I mean, Caitlin, let's talk about you for a second. You're the president of my company. Uh, what? An, one? How many digits? One, seven, eight, eight figure company. Right. A president of an yeah. eight figure company. And uh, you started out as, you know, talk about the little, you know, mouse and keyboard thing that yeah. we did. I mean, I don't even, you didn't really have a position. It was, yeah. I, I called you my second hand, my right hand, my secretary. Yeah. I called you so many different things, but you were on the ground yeah. working with me. Yep. And so I'll say even right now and right now, probably more than ever, you know, imposter syndrome is real. Like. How, how can you lead and run an eight-figure business, right? Are you doing it effectively when the numbers drop? I mean, all that responsibility comes on you. And so then you start second-guessing yourself. And, you know, even in all the good years and all of that, if anything happens, you take that responsibility and then you start questioning your qualities and your value and everything like that. So it's not just, can I do the job? It's more than that. It's like, you know, do I have the ability to have what it takes, even though, all the many other years, you know, there, there was that ability. So I, for me, it, it's been a struggle. You know, I combat that with books to read and things like that. I read a lot of books, so many that we can't even have a conversation about them because I don't remember everything but a few snippets. But, um, you know, really just the imposter syndrome is real all the time and you just have to constantly combat that. I mean, um, I don't see a time where I would ever not have it right because yeah. you're you're constantly concerned about if you're doing a good job right do you feel that Lacey um it's okay to say no <laughs> like be confident as hell like yeah. go with it like I could question myself but can I sound a little dumb here yeah yeah, yeah. Go. define imposter yeah, no, syndrome no this is great so imposter syndrome <laughs> is when you feel like you don't deserve what you have or that you haven't earned your right in the position mm. that you're in. And maybe you can talk a little bit more about your definition as well. But for me, imposter syndrome is like, I didn't earn this. I didn't truly work for this. I didn't mm. truly do this for myself. It was everything else has put me in this position, but I personally, myself, I didn't do it, mm -hmm. right? But I have what I have because of everything else. Right, So right. Well, I mean, I think first I want to speak on that too, because while you had, you were given an opportunity, that opportunity would have fell flat without what the work that you put into it. So I, I play a lot into that, like something you can be given an opportunity, but if you don't have the skill and the go after it to make it happen and make it successful, you were just given an opportunity, right? It didn't mm -hmm. go anywhere. So I think that that speaks a lot to what you have brought to the table is, and that could answer your question too. Anybody. So I think that's a question to ask yourself is what I'm trying to say. Like for Caitlin, especially like, so it's really, of course you're going to second guess yourself all the time because right. you're the top, you're the very top of a company. So other than the owner, you are the one that is answering all the questions about like, is this company going to be successful? Right? So if I, do a bad job, I know this company's not gonna tank. Right. Caitlin yeah. has a lot more on her shoulders as far as like, 
you two work together. I wouldn't together. say that. You have a super important position well, absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But <laughs> you're confident. I like it. But yeah, and, and I'll speak on that in a second. But at the same time, I can see where you always take a guess yourself. And of course, I think everybody does, right? I right. definitely do. But I also think that each of us have worked and take, taken steps to elevate. Uh -huh. So it's been very fast, right? Yeah. So um, you were you started off with not no title at all. I think kind of all of us kind of started yeah. with no title at all. Right. And as the company has grown so big so fast, we have moved into our structure of hierarchy. This is where who does what, and this is what you're good at, and this is what you can achieve and get there. So. I think that's a great point that you touched on though, is regardless, I think everybody has a sense of imposter syndrome. Yeah. And I do honestly think that it's a good thing. Cause like you said, it's pushed you to read books and better yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's pushed me to further and new limits because I don't want to feel like all that I have is all that I have, yeah. right? I want to feel like I'm capable of so much more and yeah. I can deliver and I can accomplish whatever it is. I'm mm -hmm. not an imposter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I definitely think it's growth. You yes. know, um, I don't see it necessarily as a bad thing. I yes. see it as, it's there. It's what's pushing me to grow more. Mm -hmm. um, so I'll, I kind of like people having it mm -hmm. because it does grow them more. Because mm -hmm. if they're not feeling a certain kind of way, then mm -hmm. they're not improving themselves and they're not doing that. But, you know, you asked what my definition of imposter syndrome is. is so a big question I ask myself is, am I as capable as the president of Textual? You know, mm. we both hold the president title. Obviously, that's a bigger company. It, it probably comes with different sets. But, you know, I didn't come in this with a particular skill set, but grit and blood, sweat and tears, mm -hmm. right? So it's like, you know, I'm talking to these other presidents and I'm like, am I president? Like, you know, do, do I deserve this title? You okay, know, okay. Um, I mean, I'm at the top of a company. I help manage everyone with um, the VP of sales and VP of ops. But, you know, am I equivalent? You know, and, and also most presidents are male. So it's like, and two to three times older than you. Yes. Well, sure. <laughs> I was going to so, speak on that too, right? Yeah, so definitely. I think it's something that is also very natural to do is to question um, based, not based off your, your age alone, but that does, you're, you're comparing yourself to other people that are much older and it took them a lot longer to get to this position. Does it mean that they're any better at it though? That's what yeah, I right. want to say. So, like, right. You know, it's, it's like you've, I think your success speaks for itself as far as the company success and growth and the employee satisfaction that we have that speaks like volumes to the good job that you do and what you put into it. Also resourcefulness. Like I feel like all of our leadership team, um, while we could question, should we be here? Is there any problem that has come up that we haven't found a solution to? No. And that is because we're research based. We can find the solutions to problems. And isn't that leadership? Like, yeah, yeah you're right. You're right. That a was a great point. way so, to put that. Yeah, you met a lot of great points. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, trying to take it all in right now. But yeah. I'm like, you know, for myself, you just said something like, I, mean, I am trying to compare myself to someone who's been in the industry for 30 years. Yeah. You know uh -huh. what I'm saying? And so for being five years into it, it's kind of like, okay, well, that puts a new spin on it. Yeah. Because I don't have all that experience. But what I do have is the resourcefulness mm -hmm. to go and try to find that experience. Yeah whether it be through me or yeah. someone that can I think we have that us. hungry hustle mentality yes. is a big thing. Absolutely. But what you were saying, um, the point that you made last was we do treat everybody within our company well, mm -hmm. right? And especially one of the things that I pride myself in is um, gender diversity for one, because I did write a paper in college about gender diversity in the workplace and how beneficial that is. But as the president of my company now, and as a person who is pregnant yeah. also within yeah. my company, what do you feel like we've 
done as a company for our employees on the female end? What are we doing differently and what, we, what are we doing better, would you say? That's really, you know, helping this narrative of, hey, we care not only about our males, but also our females. Mm -hmm. Well, well I'll speak that. first just on maternity in itself. Um, not being afraid to, um, that growing your family is going to hinder your profession um, and your um, opportunity to rise and elevate to a different position. And that's what a great thing about our company is, is, you know, we've talked a lot about in the past about how we have like not freedom, but we know we have to get our job done, but we do have the autonomy to get to finish our work at home if our babies are sick or whatever. But speaking on just being pregnant and going through those things and then having your baby in maternity leave, what that looks like, it's been um, refreshing because, you know, you don't just have like, okay, you have six weeks off and that's it. And you're going to get paid this amount. And then you have to be back full time. Like, we have this like kind of freedom, like, okay, if I need to bring my baby to work a couple days, I can do that. But if I want to be present there, I can be there, but with my kid, if I need to be. And it's just a beautiful thing that you could still get your job done and that not be a hindrance. Yeah. And for me, it's just the flexibility, mm -hmm. you know, um, everything Lacey touched on just for me, it's like, you don't, I love work. I feel like I'm so working when I'm not working. You're not supposed to be working when I'm rocking my kid to sleep yeah. and I'm just work, 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 work. But when you have to have that moment with them and you, so you can be with them or you can bring them to work and just the flexibility to take care of your family if you have to. And um, I don't really know, just to have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. So That's great. So when it comes down to just employees in general, right, how would you say you're managing differently. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this is for both of you. You have a yeah, team under yeah. you now too, Lacey. <laughs> okay. So that's a good question. And I feel like I'm learning on that too. We're implementing some new things within the company to create more structure and to create more employee inclusivity. Um, because as we grew, um, we just kind of treated everyone as a family, but then there was no really structure and things like that. So now, you know, over the past year, even our communication, trying to involve everybody doing Friday get together so it can be in constant communication with each other, mm -hmm. transparency. Um, there's nothing else more that I want than honest and transparency. And sometimes people are impatient and gossip happens and things happen. But um, that's really what I'm trying to build off of, because if you can't just trust what someone's saying and if you can't be transparent with them, then what do you have? So right. for me, that's my first step. Um, there's a thousand other things to do to make it better all the time. Mm -hmm. But that's where I'm just kind of starting and implementing that. And we're going to see how that goes. And then we're just going to keep building on that. So. Yeah. And I think to build on that, too, just to be um, while you're being open, but also listen to people and make sure that they are heard. And that you're not just hearing them and being like, okay, but this is what you're going to do. Hear them and then create a solution around what they're saying. So find a solution that that speaks to what their problems are instead of just being like, all right, I hear you, but this is what we're going to do, you know. And so we can be more like um, we re re like evolve around what is our problem based on our employees and what are they speaking on. And then you can address that um, in a way that they feel heard and they feel like, all right, we're working on this together. But also it makes a huge difference, I think, that people have specific people. There's no confusion. They have somebody they can directly go to if they have an issue. And then if it elevates from there, then it goes somewhere else, you know. But they have somebody that they're, like, not telling 
10 people the same problem because then nothing gets resolved, right? So yeah. I loved uh, just observing how you guys answer this question because you're very more emotionally touched while you're very operationally and yeah. logical. And I love that, you know, everybody needs like counterparts because I would say that your brain works very different than my brain mm -hmm. and your brain is a little bit more similar to mine, but you're also my grounder. Yeah. So we have close to 30 people mm -hmm. working within the company right now. So let's get into the fun questions. These are my fun questions. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 2017 is when you started, yes. right? And 2016, 17. 17 too? May. May? Yeah. So you guys started the same Six year. Six months apart. Six months apart. It's hard because she worked okay. home. And so, yeah, yeah, you guys were both there um, very early on. I was in, I was a minor, right? Yeah. I was, a, I think I was what, seven, 16, 17, yes. something like that. So I get asked so many questions all the time, but I don't like answering for others. So I'm going <laughs> to ask y'all. Okay. Number one. Challenge accepted. Yes. What was it like working for a 17-year-old? Oh my gosh. I'll go first. Okay. Let me go first. Yeah, go <laughs> okay. It's like so. we have all the beans. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so um, I just remember coming into this office and to do our interview. And what I thought in my mind was the stereotypical, like, okay, I'm gonna come in here, I'm gonna talk to this old white guy. <laughs> and, I, and I walk in and see you, and I'm like, I must be in the wrong spot. Like, like, this one of you always said to you, are you the IT guy? Like, you know? yeah. so, and then you were like, in the middle of our interview, you were like, I got one more question and I'm like, man, he's been drilling me. So I don't know what's going to come. He's like, how do you think I am? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, <laughs> young, so young. But I had no idea until you told me. And I was like, my gosh, like, and I just remember going home and telling my husband, like, so interview went really well. I'm really excited. I think I'm going to get a call back. And I was like, but guess how, let me tell you about this guy. Like, <laughs> so that yeah. was my experience. So... I'm trying to remember the question, but for me, what it was like working for you at the beginning was um, adventurous, I guess, to say the least. Um, I kind of felt like your mom. And then she calls in and began to ask us if we were married. And so I'm like, I don't know. No, I'm an employee. But, um, you know, there was never really a 17-year-old like you, though. Yeah. Um, I've never worked for someone like you. I've worked at a few different jobs, but... Um, of course, they were ran by whomever, but, you know, it was different. You know, you still, you came and went, and it's like, you had that freedom at a very, you gave us that freedom at a very young age. Yeah. You know, you were in and out, you were doing what you needed to do, going back to school, going to college, doing whatever. And so, um, it was just really refreshing and weird, right? But um, it was also the drive you had for your business because we would stay up late. You know, most 17, 18 year olds mm -hmm. wouldn't do all the crap that you did to make your business successful. Mm -hmm. So um, to me, that meant a lot being older than you, like, okay, well, he is young, but he knows a shit and yeah. he he's driven, right? So I think the qualities that you um, exhumed really was, spoke a lot beyond your age. Like yeah. I've, I've never really seen your age as a thing to me, um, you were younger and people make a, a thing about that. But um, for me, it was more about like quality characteristics and stuff like that, mm -hmm. um, that you presented to the table. So. Yeah. so now, what is it like working for me now? 
Well, I mean, I'm saying my life's pretty good. <laughs> I'm going to uh, agree with that. Don't take that back, <laughs> you know, and think about it and say, I didn't make her life a little harder. Um, you give me a lot of freedom um, to create, to make the business all it can be. Um, and then, you know, we have our meetings and then you let me go back and take those action items and implement them and then come back to you and report and still should probably do a better job on that, you know, and try to figure out what more you want. But it's still that ability to create um, and just have the freedom to work on it and work on it and work on it and constantly improve. Um, so I really enjoy that. And I think at the beginning, too, we were, you know, we were so small. And so we were at the beginning stages of this growth that was going to happen that we had no idea what capacity that was going to look like. But so whenever it grew, like you kind of evolved in, in your roles in the company and what you were going to do, like not what you you've always been the owner and the mastermind, but how you were going to play the part. And so now it's much more like um, it's it's way more freedom, but I think we rely on like, all right, Tyler, we need something out of the box. Like, what is it going to be like? And just that something that like helps us to we live in this like operational. We're going to make this work. We're going to make this grow. And how are we going to do it? And, and so solved, yes, solved, yes. And so we live in that. And so it's so refreshing to be like, all right. So this is what this is our issue. How we like, do you have any ideas? And then you bring them up and then we're like, okay, we can make it work this way, this way, this way or whatever. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And that brings a point. Like I almost want to do like creativity day where you can get out of the office, quit all the operational bull crap because sometimes oh, yeah. you can't see past right. that. Well, yeah, that's like working, just, working on the business instead yeah, of in the business. Yes, yeah. Right. And so I think maybe if we can get together and brainstorm mm -hmm. stuff one day, but anyways, that was so. I know that you guys have had some nicknames for me in the past, right? <laughs> so oh tell me about some of the struggles that you've had with working with me. Um, so, man, you're my boss. I don't know how much to <laughs> say I, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, no, kidding. <laughs> kidding. So, no, my biggest thing is just, um, I guess, not knowing what you want. Like okay. presenting something to you and then it may not be exactly how you're envisioning it. And, but I don't think it ever will be because you're on, constantly looking for more. Mm -hmm. And so I don't fault you on that. I don't think it's a flaw. I think it's just hard for me to fulfill a duty to you mm. at giving you exactly what you want because I don't know. So I'm just trying okay. to do the That's best of my one. ability. You're saying, no, I want to see it like this. And then I do it again. And so I don't know if we'll ever hit the mark. Uh, but we'll constantly try. So okay. that's probably my biggest struggle. Yeah. Um, mine would be um, just identifying um, what it what your action items are. So like the funny thing that we have coined you as is like Tyler the tornado. So he comes <laughs> in and like we have this working engine and then Tyler comes in and kind of scrambles it all up and then, and then he leaves. <laughs> you know, well, does it help that employees think whatever he says is word yes. to yes. the Bible yes. and yeah. they're like, oh, we're implementing this yesterday. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of how you put it too. So like when you come in, you're f all fire, right? And so they're like, oh shit, I gotta do it right now. How do I do this? <laughs> 
Yeah, they were like, whoa, slow down. Talk, but, take it back. Yeah. I had to learn that Yeah, too. I Just remember that. Quick. What opened my eyes in that situation was I was literally telling, it was Chelsea at the time, an yes. idea. And I was yes. like, I think this would be like cool for That's us to think. like think about and all that good stuff. And then the next day, I think you came up to me and you're like, what is what Chelsea you do? doing? <laughs> I was like, it was just an idea. I didn't like play on her actually like well, doing it. And I think um, that's like, people pleaser is a bad word, but I think that's also, I mean, I think it's a quality employee too, yeah. because they want to take action. They want to make what you want come to life. Mm -hmm. And so I think Chelsea was doing yeah. that, but it's like, why are we going that <laughs> But I actually, we I really appreciate it because it kind of shows me that like every single person within the company like values my opinion, Yeah. right? Values what I say and they feel like they got to do it instead of like, oh, it's just whatever. You know, yeah. and just brushing it off. Mm -hmm. So it, it's nice, you know, it's, it yeah. has its pros and cons. And I think ultimately I've been able to step back from the Tyler mm -hmm. tornado mm -hmm. and let yes. you guys do your For operational thing. Well, and it's different too now because you can give all those uh, all those big ideas to us and then we decide what we're like as a company are going to implement and then set step down to them or uh, uh -huh. funnel down to them. Well, even prioritize the ideas. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a lot of ideas on the table. And yeah. so just trying to get them all done um, with the resources we have and the people we have. Because um, you don't want to constantly change on people because then they find it confusing and stressful. But, you know, just prioritizing those mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what works best. What's your favorite memory with me? <laughs> well, we had a lot. So once you come to TK, the trailer parts outlet, you gain the TK30. So you work so late that you just constantly eat Subway and you just get all the bread and you just get fat. And then you just never leave for lunch. So you... <laughs> roast. Um, that was a silent roast that no one even did. Okay, no one knows the context of that outside this podcast. So I didn't even realize going. it was a TK30. No, I just made that up. But that's how I feel because I was not this big when I joined TK. And it's, I'm not saying it's a horrible thing, but we were just so dedicated to work. Um, I forget what the question was. Well, I was, I was, thinking I was asking about for, food. The, for the good thing, not the bad thing. <laughs> no, the funny thing. memory. <laughs> yeah, no, no, the, so best funny, memory. the best memory. Okay, yes. so we've had a lot we'll of We'll have the memories. funny memory after this. Oh, dang oh, it. Okay, the best of, memory. I was so, thinking about the funny yeah. one. That's right. I say your, your favorite memory with me is what I said. It, it could be funny, I guess. You know? Now you're, you're talking about gaining weight and working too hard. Just making me look bad on my own podcast here. Okay, so I keep rolling with the funny ones. Yeah, yeah, I'm you can roll it, okay, roll it, roll it. so my funny one is whatever I had started. And first of all, you you made so many cracks on my old raggedy laptop that I would bring to the- Oh, the you, gaming laptop, yeah, right? Yeah, you were like, this thing's so slow. And I'm like, well, buy me another one. <laughs> and then so you were standing over the back of me one day and I'm like doing stuff and you were like, do you know control delete or control <laughs> like, C, like giving me commands? And he's like, I just can't watch you do this anymore. Like, <laughs> like, it was the Excel spreadsheet <laughs> short keys. Oh, that's a pet peeve of mine. That yeah. is so funny. You're like, I can't watch this anymore. I've been trying, but I can't do it. And you know, the funny thing is now I do that to other people. Oh, I'm really? Like, that's so awesome. I can't, I can't look at this anymore. Like if you right click one more time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, do not touch the freaking mouth. <laughs> Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, I guess mine went for staying with the funny ones and I have a lot of memories that I don't know what's funny and what's normal, but, um, <laughs> um yeah, I don't really know, but whatever. So, um, in our creating period, when we were listing things, putting it on eBay, I think at the time, yeah. I don't think we were Amazon yet, but 
Um, Tyler would be, what were you doing? So I was doing the keys, the keys, yeah, typing, and you would and be... And I was moving the mouse, and he'd be like, type, 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 mouse click, type, 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 mouse click. <laughs> yes. And so, like, it'd be like personal space. Oh, my god! You know, and we'd be doing that together, so I think that we were fun. sitting on tires. We didn't have chairs. We were in flow yeah. zone. We were sitting on tires, and we'd be working on a little laptop that was even more raggedy than yours. <laughs> and I would be type, 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 and then Caitlin, at first I'd be like, click, Type, 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 and then I'd be like, okay, click, enter, whatever the case may be. But it got to the point where we were so, so like robotic that we just, yeah. and Caitlin would know where to click and do what. So it's like, <laughs> two, it was like a human with four arms just working on something. It, it was, was like, super productive. Very yeah. productive, very productive. <laughs> if people can work like that, it'd be awesome. Oh but, my goodness. You know, the yeah. two more hands, hands, so. yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. But I think that it's so crazy because the experience that I had growing up, I mean, I was 17, 18, 19, like growing up with y'all. Like I, you guys watched me grow up. Mm -hmm. It's been what, seven nice years now? And just seeing and being a part of this, cause that's the reason why I feel like I want to make this business such an amazing culture and place to work is because it is like my life. Mm -hmm. And you guys are my friends, you guys are my family. And so what was it like just coming into this workplace culture where you guys have worked in other other places, other corporations, even, you know, desk jobs and whatnot. How was this feeling of just all of a sudden going into such a different atmosphere and what was so different about it? Interesting. It was interesting. Like, so every day you wouldn't know what you were like getting into. You So we all knew our goal, right? Yes. It was to grow, but you didn't know what your day was going to look like every day. <laughs> and so that was just, was like very interesting and something to look forward to is fresh, like a fresh feeling wasn't like a robotic, like every day I'm gonna do the same thing over and over and over, but we had one goal. For me, I had come from, you know, owning and running my own business and then um, coming to this and it was like, you still had to hustle and grind, but then you had the stability of someone else paying you so you didn't have to worry about that. But then, I don't know. So it was just refreshing to be able to find that stability, but then also to build and create something um, I don't really know what we were thinking back then, like how we knew or how we knew what we would build over the years. So that's really interesting to me, like where something starts and then as you consistently do something over and over and over again, where it builds to, you know? Mm -hmm. So I guess my answer to that was, you know, it's interesting to actually build something and create something that's scalable versus what I was doing that was... You only had so many tables, so you can only do so much. You can only sell so much in a day because mm -hmm. you only have so much capacity. And in the online space and the space that we're in, uh, it's unlimited, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. so. so here's my last question, okay? okay? If someone asked you to describe me, how would you describe me? Who's gone first? You can go first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so Tyler Bray. Yes. Who is Tyler Bray? Tyler Bray. How old are you? 24 now. I'm 24. Okay. So Tyler Bray is 24-year-old entrepreneur, um, Forbes 30 under 30, um, has grown his business to $13 million. He has been innovative, outside-of-the-box thinking, um, he has been, I guess, thoughtful and um, trying to think some other good word, whimsical almost, you know, um, spontaneous. Um, and I think those qualities really 
are what helps build something the way it is instead of just out the gate structure, right? You know, at some point you grow so much, you have to have certain things. Um, but I think the creativity, um, the ability to be flexible, to try different things and trial and error really helps grow and helps grow you as a person and helps grow whatever business that you're in because you're constantly um, having trial and error. Did that work? Did it not work? Did that work? Did it not work? So, I would describe you as a free spirit who has no limits, but... No limit soldier. Yes, but who has grown um, and matured to going after what... And listening to, truly listening to what your employees have to say and then wanting that for their lives. So while you are like going after all the things and you're everywhere, you're making it all work because you really truly listen to people and try, you want the best for them. So yours was so much better. Mine was so much shorter. <laughs> that was so much better. I don't know what I described. But. Well, I think that's the podcast. First ever podcast. I think I'm going to be calling this Tie Pods. <laughs> what? Oh Tie Pods. So welcome to the very first episode of Tie Pods. I hope you enjoy and hopefully we can do so many more of these. And Juan, you better be ready because I think you're going to be next. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Hey, hey, you're more than welcome to join in on that as well. <laughs> Slow clap. <laughs>